Yo, what's up? And welcome to episode 86 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and joining me as always is Woody V. How you doing, mate? Probably my man. Always good to be here, brother. Great to have you, mate. Uh, well, just a reminder before we introduce our really special guest this week. So just, uh, you know, you can obviously find us on YouTube. Please make sure you like, rate, and subscribe. Um, if you listen to the podcast, that's available where all podcasts are found. So, right. So we're absolutely thrilled uh, to have a special guest this week. who will be making his third appearance on Throwback Hoops. So he's, um, he's basically a friend of the show now, absolutely. And it's a very warm welcome to the head coach of the Illawarra Hawks, Jacob Jacomas. What's happening, guys? Thanks for having me. Um, I'll be really disappointed the day you don't invite me on your show. So um, you've got to keep it going. Well, it's turned into that annual thing now, hasn't it? Sort of get you on before the season starts and that. So now we're really appreciative of your time. We know it's a, a busy time of year. We're recording on Friday, the 15th of September. We know the NBL Blitz starts tomorrow, I believe. Tomorrow, yep. So, yeah, so I really appreciate you giving up your time. Um, now, JJ, you know, we always talk about a jersey at the start of the show. We've done that each time we've had you on. Um, I can see you're wearing a special one today, one that we, we both really approve of, Woods and I. So why don't you tell the, the viewers what you're wearing today? Um, I'm wearing the uh, Townsville Fire Championship winning jersey and championship winning captain uh, Lauren Nicholson's uh, jersey. Um, you know, uh, obviously, um, you know, Lauren's uh, really special to me. So, um, you yeah, know, we, we yeah. put together and, she, you know, we're partners, I guess that's what you call it. But, uh, you know, I uh, just uh, thought I'd rock, rock her jersey today. Um, she's moved to the Flames, which is even better, a little bit closer. Mm. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, once this is done, uh, she can get me a Flames jersey, which would be great <laughs> to uh, rock during the season. Nice, great choice. I've got the same one in orange as well, but that one looks really nice, that one there. And I've got to comment on that great hat you're wearing as well. So the old school Illawarra Steelers hat, right? Yeah. You know, um, I've, been in the, I've been in the Illawarra now for, um, for a while now. So I think this is going to be my, uh, this will be my fourth year, you know, oh. living down here. And, um, you know, I was a big footy fan when I was younger. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm all about it. I'm all about um, the Steelers. I'm all about the Bears. I'm all about the Jets. <laughs> so I'm all about uh, how we grew up. So, um, yeah, I got this fine hat. It is a it is a talking point uh, around the streets of um, Wollongong. People really get around it. So, you know, I'm in. I mean, I'm all in. I'm in all in on being someone from the Illawarra. Hey, mate, you probably would have collected those rugby league cards back when you were a kid like me. And I remember they had the emblem card for each team, and I always remember that that emblem as well on those on those cards. It was always a cool one to collect. So, yeah, and uh, the chewing gum was pretty good. That's right, the chewing gum, which wasn't the best chewing gum, let's face it. Back then. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> nice. Oh, great to have you on. Really appreciate the jersey again. I know you've, you've rocked some great ones for us, so we look forward to next time we have you, you come on to see what you, you wear for that one. Um, Woods, we'll go to you next. I know you, you've got a very special one today that you want to talk a little bit about, so why don't you show us that one? Sure, man. So Woods are standing up, rocking the old school Townsville Crocs number eight, Corey Homicide Williams. So remember when Woody got this one? I don't think anyone else had this jersey. I know he's a guy you've always loved, Woods, and obviously yeah. he's, he's in the news at the moment. So why don't you talk a little bit about the, the man you really admire there? I mean, New York City street ball legend, right? Um, and, and as you said, as soon as he came in uh, to this league, I was just like him and, 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 and Galen Young. I love those guys, right? And that Townsville Crocodiles team. But look, rather than talk about his career, I want to talk about what he's been going through lately. Uh, news came out recently. He was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer at only 46 years of age. And it, it, was, it was heartbreaking for me to hear that. Personally, I'm someone who's had to deal with that recently with my father being diagnosed with, you know, stage four brain cancer. And uh, I think I mentioned it on one of the shows. And the basketball community got right behind me. My family got right behind me, my friends. So I think for, uh, for Homicide during this period, um, you know, having people reach out to him, check in on how he's going, doing, give him his best wishes, and having friends, family, and our community get behind him is what we need. And I saw that, you know, Trevor Gleason and Andrew Gaze went and visited him. Um, I don't swear much, but, you know, on this show, never. But can cancer's a motherfucker, man. You know, like, it really does mess with people's lives and you just got to value every day you have with your loved ones and i just want to you know give our outpouring of support from from all of us today um to homicide that he um fights this and 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 has a recovery so shout out to homicide man 
No, really well said, Woods. And look, for those wondering about, you know, how long Woody has been a fan of this guy, I remember you rocking that very same jersey at my Bucks day, which was about 15 years ago, Woods. So that's yeah, how man. long you've had that jersey, mate. So, yeah, yeah really, really kind words there. Did I wear, have you ever did had, I wear it that day? You, you wore it the, the, like the after party at my place, which is okay, the right, cool. that you were wearing it then. But um, <laughs> have you had much to do with Homicide over the years, um, JJ? I just met him, obviously, when I started, when I've been back. Um, you know, we played against him when we are at the Kings, but obviously... Um, you know, he's, uh, done a great job within the media, um, you know, you know, uh, single-handedly some, you know, in certain aspects made the league popular like it is today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people like myself who've got an opportunity to get employment and, and a really good job, you know, of, you know, that way and, and staff and, and everyone, you know, some of the hype that he created, um, you know, as a broadcaster and just a NBL personality, um, you know, is, um, is, is unbelievable. Then to hear that where it's, you know, so close, you know, um, obviously don't know him that personally, but, you know, um, everyone deals with this terrible disease um, in their lives. Um, you know, some people more than others, some people younger than others. You know what I mean? Is, is you just can't help but, you know, want so badly for any time you hear someone that has this to get through it. And especially that someone that is, um, you know, being, being a street ball legend like he was, I, I mean, I think there's the book where there's a chapter on him in it about the New York streets. You know what I mean? I've forgotten what it was called, but I did read it when I was younger. And then um, to have all that in his home country, to come here and to invest his life um, into our sport and make our sport what it is as a player and a, and a broadcaster and a personality, I mean, we have to be unbelievably grateful. And, I mean, I'm just... I'm just praying that that he's that that every everything goes well for him. You know what I mean? Because um, you know a lot of us aren't here doing this thing if it wasn't for people like him. Yep. Yeah, as JJ um, said, it can't be understated, right? What he's given to the game of basketball in this country, right? So yeah. we owe him a lot. No, good stuff. Really well said there, boys. So, well, look, I'll just talk a little bit about mine. I'm actually breaking my rules today. I have, actually have featured both of these jerseys on the show before, so I do apologize. But um, I haven't worn the one. I hung this one last time I wore it. So I'll quickly stand up and show you the one I'm wearing today. There's a reason why I'm rocking this one. And then I'll probably ask JJ a little bit about the one that's hanging up, a, a Hawks legend there. But show you the one I'm wearing first. So for all our audio listeners who can't see, Robbie's wearing the Atlanta number 17, DS17. Dennis... <laughs> Schroeder jersey and very topical in 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 today's today's uh, media DS seventeen. You know how much right of a reasons. fan I've been of DS seventeen, right? He's word, one of my word, favorites. Word. I was calling for the Hawks to trade Jeff Teague as soon as he showed any signs back in the day, and really followed his career. He's become a bit of a journeyman now, hasn't he? He's um, seems to have changed teams a bit lately, but I think he'll have a pretty good role with Toronto this year, replacing Fred VanVleet there. So, looking forward to see how we go. We'll talk a little bit about the World Cup, you know, to wrap up the show. But just thought I'd rock the DS17 jersey. Um, I like in it. In terms man. of the one I'm hanging though, that's a real old school looking one there. So. Um, none other than Melvin Thomas, who actually had stints with the Illawarra Hawks and the Wollongong Hawks over the, the two times he was there. Um, his number hangs in the rafters there. Um, JJ, do you know much or have you had your cross paths much with uh, Melvin that's Thomas? Mel- that's Melvin's, is it? It's Melvin Thomas, yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit hard to say. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, no, in fair, I thought it was Matt Campbell's. I'm reading that wrong. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, um, Melvin, um, no, not as much as uh, some of the other people that have their um, jerseys in the rafter, but obviously um, at a at, in a different lifetime, I coached his younger uh, one of his sons, Noah, wow. um, at the Comets. So um, you know, um, obviously, any uh, um, they did have an anniversary team for the championship team, and they all did come back. And I did meet Melvin, and um, you know, obviously, all of the guys have a have a fondness, and anyone that's really played in Wollongong or the Aurora has a fondness for for this area, and they were all you know, really happy to come back. So, um, but um, anyone that's in the rafters for us is more than welcome to come back and, um, you know, hang out with the guys and tell us some of the stories, especially, you know, the successful ones that way. Hey, putting you on the spot, who else is hanging in the rafters there in your home court? Uh, Gordy. Yep. Gordy's hanging. Chuck, mm-hmm. uh, Sav and Matt Campbell. Nice. Oh, pretty good group there, isn't it? I know we spoke about um, Sav last time you are on the show and I was rocking his jersey, so... Someone I really that, enjoyed watching. That was watching. impressive, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, he was that a great was very, player. No, that yeah, was impressive. Good. That was impressive, JJ, you know, remembering, you know. It was so, good. It was good. You can't forget any of those legends, right? 
I tell you what, that jersey, man, like that that's the Illawarra Steelers were still around when that when you got that jersey, right? Probably would have been. It's an old jersey. It's pretty small now. It'll probably be fitting my daughter soon. It's so small rather than me. But yeah, it's a good one to have in the collection there. So uh, good stuff. Well, really appreciate that. Yeah, I always like to start off the show with some jerseys and some some really different ones um, today. So, well, now the bit that we're all sort of waiting for, Woods, we're gonna we're gonna grill Jacob for twenty minutes now. We're not gonna do that. We're just gonna <laughs> ask him a few few questions um, that we wanted to sort of ask there. So I might start off there, um, JJ. So look, obviously we had you on um, around this time last year. I think around twelve months ago. Um, I think probably safe to say you were fairly optimistic about the season. Um, we went on to see a season where you guys were just hammered with all types of injuries. Um, finished three and twenty five in the end. Um, how difficult a season was it for you last year? I mean, toward, towards the end, it, it wasn't because there was a there was a, a move by ownership to um, you know play younger guys, and um, I, I thought they actually delivered, and we're reaping the rewards right now in having a real big problem in who we're actually going to play and who we can play because everyone's doing you know quite well and they're quite confident, they're quite hungry. During the middle of it all, when you know when the well you know as a coach. Um, and you see it through every team in the league, you know, when you lose a major piece, um, you know, that way it does disrupt the team. We had a period of like, uh, you know, I think it was like 10 to 15 games where we had a different lineup every game. So in that period of time where people didn't understand that, you know, guys got COVID, one guy hurt for two weeks, one guy this, a delay of coming back playing without an import while you're waiting for an import, introducing a new import in, mm. that was kind of difficult. And it was the real eye-opener in some of the mistakes that we made um, in free agency in regard to, to depth and, and, and that and, and really opened our eyes. And obviously, Matt's our GM. Matt Campbell is our GM and really gave me and Matt a lot of time to get on the same page of what we were really looking at. And... Um, you know, as hard as it was, um, we knew there was going to be a better day. The guys that were here did us unbelievably proud and helped us with our brand. Um, I can't, I can't tell you how much that there was so much positive on. You know, we did have a bad year results wise, but the way we looked, the way we went about ourselves, and that was all the players. It did help. Um, you know, recruit some guys, like basically saying, well, if they can stick together in this, we want to be there. You know what I mean, because you know, obviously we feel we're we're better, and uh, we'll have a better better results with obviously three Americans. So I mean, in the in the middle bit, and obviously trying to become a head coach and figure all that out, and figure out how to manage staff and figure it, you know, figure all this stuff out that I'd never dealt with before. It was real difficult at the beginning, but towards the end is is um, you know because I had a good bunch of guys around me. Um, in staff and players, um, absolutely got a soft spot for all the players we had last year. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't difficult at all. And a lot of a lot of turnover. I think we've we've talked about. I think we've done eight previews already. Each team seems to have you know added a lot of players. I think you might have eight new players. I think from memory on the roster this year. So I'll talk through a little bit about the the roster shortly. But how has that been? Sort of you know um, fitting these these guys into the team and, and are they settling in uh, well so far for you? Oh, I'm not uh, to be fair like um, it's not as bad as um, as everyone thinks with our turnover so mm. let's let's toddy obviously um, you know uh, he's been here before there's a it, it, he knows the area um, you know he's a veteran he can fit into anything that you need him to fit into um, you know obviously I never knew him as well but the guys did. So, you know, that was pretty seamless um, when trying to recruit him once he got released. Um, it, it, you know, he wanted to be here as much as we wanted him. So that was, that was a seamless fit. Um, obviously, Hung Jung, um, you know, the relationship he has with Dan, Bawali, Sam and Wani, um, you know, uh, it made life easier. And we had been recruiting Hung Jung for whilst Gorge was still here. So, you know, a good mm -hmm. three it been happening since his days in Davidson. Um, you know, Bawali, obviously, I have a close relationship with him. I coach him as a junior. Uh, you know, we have a lot of guys on our team that are pretty close. So, obviously, Dave and Bawali are pretty close. Sam and Greta are pretty close. Luca and Lockie are, are roommate, were roommates at the Institute. Um, 
Wani and Hung Jung are, are pretty close too. So we've had, um, so obviously with all the, that familiarity with Hung Jung and Bawali, you know, coming from it and then the links that I had with it, it, it doesn't seem like um, that. And then obviously bringing in Lockie, um, you know, he's a young guy, he's hungry, he fits exactly what we want and he came early he came early so he could figure out how we do things, which that way is. Mason's game is sort of like an Illawarra game, hardworking, hard-nosed. So, you know, it's more that we need to learn off him how to play than, than, than anything else. And then Gary's got a link with one of the Americans we had last year. So it's, it, wasn't, it was an easy recruit. We had signed Justin pretty early last year after Tyler's already been here. Gary was a guy that we earmarked. And usually when you earmark one of your first choices, you don't often get it. And uh, we spoke to Mike, obviously, was here last year. Mike's got a pretty good relationship with him. And, um, you know, Mike sort of gave us a heads up that he doesn't think that we'd get a guy like Gary. You know, obviously, he'd be, if he didn't be in the NBA, he'd be in Europe. But, um, you know, he helped us with that. He wanted his first experience overseas to be something that he sort could know as much as possible and trust. And it's been just great. So when we've been on the floor, um, it's been real easy. You know, it's been, it's been real easy. It's been like a bunch of guys that have known each other for a long time. But, you know, we do see some flaws in the playing. So, you know, in regards how well we get on off the floor or the players, maybe not so much with me anymore, but, you know, <laughs> but how we get on off the floor, how the players get on off the floor, how they relate to each other is, is great. It's been like a team that's been around forever. But we do have some things we do have to work on basketball-wise. And, um, you know, I think I'm not too worried about that or going to use that as any sort of reasoning of not doing well come game one. Nice. We should say the returning players as well, certainly core players, aren't they? So I've seen a few other teams with seven or eight changes, you know, a lot of bench guys coming back. You're talking guys like Sam Froling, you know, uh, Justin Robinson, Tyler Harvey, Wani, those sort of guys are real core, you know, members that are going to be playing big minutes for you. So what I might do is I might just go through the roster for people that are just listening to the audio there. So um, I guess the, the new faces, I'll talk about them. So we've got Mason Peatling coming over from United, um, Lachlan Aldrich coming over, um, great player in the NBL 1 last season, really excited about him. Uh, we've got young AJ Johnson, um, got Bawali Bales, who we spoke a little bit about there, um, Gary Clark, NBA veteran coming across, um, Toddy Blanchfield, look, as a Wildcats fan, JJ, I was, you know, I, I wish him all the best. That's all I can say there. You know, he had, did, did definitely had some great moments for the, for the Wildcats there, and I think he'll, he'll seem, you know, fit in really well with you guys. Um, we've got Luca Yates, um, Hung Jung Lee, who we, we spoke about a little bit as well. Um, so some really great additions there. So Woody's put together this depth chart. So this, if this is completely wrong, you can, you know, you can send the feedback to him there. But basically, we've got the depth chart looking like... Um, so backcourt of, of Robinson and Harvey, uh, Blanchfield, Gary Clark, and Froling at the five. Um, I guess a very deep team. That's the thing that stands out to me here. Every position seems to, to really go two or three deep there. So, um, you know, there's literally four point guards on the roster. There's some good bigs there. Um, yeah, you got any got any comments to make on any of those those players there, Woods? Yeah, look, I mean... I, I thought maybe Wani might actually start at the three there. I wasn't sure. I think the, that they'll leave that to JJ. But I like I like that core, right? You've got a, a blend of experience and youth. Um, guys that are coming back from last year, as you mentioned, some of the, the that core is coming back. Uh, and as JJ mentioned, uh, the the front office allowing for player development at the end of last year allowed you know the likes of Will Hickey to get some runs. Um, and they're going to be better off for it this year, right, JJ? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm going to dinner with Wani tonight. So if he pays for dinner, he could slide into that starting spot. I'm not, I'm not too sure on where we sit with that. But no, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, the depth chart is a depth chart right now. We'll, we, um, you know, we don't, we will, we played against New Zealand with, you know, some guys missing, some guys did well, some guys didn't. We do have a young crew. What we do have the opportunity with this group is that, that there's there's a time that everyone can play in the NBL in that roster from you know I mean obviously Bawali's a development player for us and Luca they they could play NBL minutes to you know Sam Froling who's been in the league for a while now even though he's still young Tyler Harvey's who's been in the league for a while you know but um, what we do have is we have a group uh, we do have a thing is the next man up and then also we have good good healthy competition to make sure the guys that have are in the rotation are doing all they can to stay in the rotation. The guys are out of it. 
have a full belief of the coaching staff that they can play in it when called upon. You know what I mean? And it's not mm -hmm. like we're, we're throwing a guy in that hasn't played or might not have played for a game or two and we call his number and we're not saying, we're not doing that at all. We're more saying is, you know, we're more saying is, all right, well, let's see what he can do. And, and you know, that way. And then throughout the season, and uh, this is the one message we're telling our guys right now, is no team in the world, unless they're highly lucky, starts the way it starts yeah. the same way as they finish. You know what I mean? Everyone, if someone plays well during a year, even if someone plays badly, someone gets hurt, you know, everything like that. So if you're good enough, you get opportunity. And what we do have is we've got a roster right there that everyone's good enough. Um, you know, and we're, we're urging one thing I will say is, and one thing I do know is we're urging for someone to come in and stand out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, that way we're urging for, and that's when we become, we become really good. You know what I mean? That's when we, when, when one of these guys take the step and that's, and that's, that might not be game one, but, but over a season we, we, we will need to see it. And I, I have, I have belief in so many guys that could, could do that and we could have so many guys in that most improved player um you know we could have a lot of guys in the in the um we could have a lot of guys in the all league teams yep you know and mvp talk we have capabilities to have that not so that's not easy to do i'm not putting that away from guys like bryce who are in it all the time and, you know and you know, jalen adams is coming back and yep books and, and all that so i'm not taking anything away from from anyone that's been in that team because that's that but we do have capability i've got Three Americans that could be in it. I've got some Australians that could be in it. Right there is, and then I've got I've got a lot of guys. And this is the this is the exciting thing for us. And this is if we have a lot of guys in that most improved player realm, that means we're going to be really good this year. You know what I mean? Because that means our main guys are firing, and 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 those other guys, someone's taken massive steps. What's your relationship like with Tyler Harvey? I mean, you guys have been together quite a while now. I'd imagine it'd be a pretty you know, pretty good relationship, and you've probably got a lot of trust in him. You know, having the keys for the team. Yeah, I mean, I've said this about Tyler the whole time and people have got their opinions and this is my opinion. When you walk on the floor with him, if he's a lone import or you have a chance to win a basketball game, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, like, and, and, and he does, I mean, there'd be a lot of faults in his games and a lot of good in his game. But, you know, the, the, the determination that way to when you walk in the competition of it, you feel comfortable that you have someone like, like him uh, on your team. Then you go to the day-to-day -day and, you know, what we do on the day-to-day, -day, you know, is different. No better or no worse than anyone else. You know what I mean? We're just different and it's not for everyone. But the likes of him, Sam, um, you know, uh, Greta, Wani, I mean, everyone. I mean, even AJ coming in, um, um, you know, Mason, Toddy, you know, everyone's got an excuse not to be a great teammate and coachable. Everyone's got an excuse. And when I say excuse is, you know, AJ could go and do what, you know, he could just be an X star and just, you know, take the hype with him. Now he wants to get better at coming. He lets me be me. Tyler lets me be me. Mason lets me be me. Sam lets me be me. And when you allow people, um, I mean, especially with coaches to players, to let them be themselves, but then when players allow coaches to be themselves and be the best version of themselves, that's when a team is is really good. Once a staff goes into an environment being nervous about someone, that's your first start st start point of losing. Yeah, when you talk about that player coach relationship, it, it works both ways. Um, I, I I hear that, JJ. So let's talk a little bit about Gary Clark. I know you said uh, Michael Frazier had a, a bit bit of a part to play in in getting him over here. A lot of teams wanted to have him this year, you know, um, not just the Hawks. Like this guy's a 170 game veteran. Um, what kind of leadership qualities, intangibles, is he going to bring to the squad this year? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping just being him. So obviously he's a, he's a, you know, he's a man's man. That way he, he come, he's in an environment. Um, he comes, he comes, he, he loves work. So and he's prepared to do work. Doesn't moan about it. I know when he first got here, the days were hard for him. Um, he just kept chugging along, never asked for excuse. Then he's also a winner, winner and, he, and he likes to do it a certain way. I mean, and all of it fits with the way that, that, that I love. You know what I mean? And then on top of it, it, it's just a great thing that we were able to recruit someone of his caliber. 
You know what I mean? Especially, I mean, I didn't know other teams um, wanted him. I, I read that, which, I mean, obviously, you know, um, I mean, when you recruit a player, every team wants him and every team wants to pay him the most money. But, um, you know, he was, it was all business. Um, you know, it was easy. The recruiting process was easy. The conversation when I met him in Vegas was great. Um, you know, the people around him, his mom, his family, great. Every, it's everything you want out of a guy coming in um, into your ball club, especially with the kind of guys, you know, we got. We got, we got great. You know, it's hard to be the best dude on our team because we've got so many good ones. That's what you want to hear. Well, two guys I wanted to ask about as well. A um, couple of young guys on the team there, JJ. So, you know, I'm a, a big advocate of the NBL one. Um, certainly followed a lot of Dave O'Hickey and, and 19-year-old Lachlan Aldrich there. Just wanted to see what your thoughts were on these two guys there, thinking they could be pretty big parts of the team this year. So maybe start off with Dave O'Hickey, who obviously had last year. But what are you expecting from, from him this season? I mean, I'm, I'm expecting off Dave to do what he did last year, but be more consistent and and mold himself into an MBO player, a, a legit, a, like maybe not, well, legitimate's not, not the right word is, um, you know, someone that will be sought after after this year. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? That's what his goal, you know, needs to be is, where he he's not coming to us, you know what I mean, that way. I mean, obviously he, he wants to be here. I know, I know um, he loves it here and we love him here. Um, absolutely, and, he's, and he has bounced around a bit. But my job for him is, and what I want to do for him is, make him, give him as many options because he is talented as he want when it comes to contract time. And the only way he's going to do that is be, consist be consistent, you know, and, and stamp his spot. And there's, the, all signs are showing that way with him. And, um, you know, one thing I know about Davo is when the chips are down, that's when he's at his best. You know what I mean? So... Um, he does his best. You pull him. You pull him out of something, or or you don't give him something that he's had. You take something away from him. He'll go back and get it again. So, and what that does for me as a coach is it makes everyone on edge. You know what I mean? Like if we feel now is you know he's not doing something we want this and that whatever. We know if we put a challenge to him, he'll be he'll be right there. But what my thing, my message to him this year is just to, just to be consistent. You know what I mean? That way. And, 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 you know, I wouldn't say anything to you guys that he doesn't already know. His playmaking skills in the NBL one really stood out for me. He was, um, you know, just really good with the ball there and really tenacious on defense. So I think having that good season in the NBL one is going to, you know, give him a good starting point for this season as well. What about young Lachlan Aubrich as well? Talk about another guy that's dominated the NBL one level. Um, he was over, obviously, playing in, in South Australia last year. But, yeah, what are you expecting from, from the big man there? I mean, we've signed Lockie for three years, and right now he's ahead of schedule, um, you know, that way. So, you know, um, when, when you do sign a 19-year-old, there's not a lot of expectation um, because that's just – it's ridiculous from coaches, and you just you just try to push it to a way where he's going to be successful. But, you know, um, obviously we played against him in the preseason last year. He had a good game, which then automatically put our put our eyes on him. Um, his agent approached us and pretty much straight away, you know, um, for me anyway, it was a yes. You know what I mean? Now what he's been doing in practice, again, he's, he's putting unbelievable pressure on the starters. And, you know, uh, you know, sometimes having better days than some of the guys, sometimes having, um, you know, not so good days. And that's our team. And that's what you have when you deal with young men. But, you know, his thing is also is, um, you know, short term for me is um, with Davo. Um, you know, with Hung, with everyone, with AJ is, you know, give me enough so we can win basketball games. Long term for them is, is now Lockie coming in and within a period, how quick is he going to be, you know, a, a, a high rotation guy? You know what I mean? Not just a young guy with potential. And that, that's, all, that's all up to him is. But, you know, I mean, he is young, but his maturity is through the roof. And, you know, there's a lot touting that he'll be an NBA player. I mean, now, I mean, I, I coach in the NBL. I've coached a lot of basketball, you know, this and that, whatever. I mean, I don't know what an NBA player involves, but I guess I'm around a lot of them in data and I watch a lot of them. But, I mean, as a skilled big, um, his potential is, is through the roof. And, um, you know, we, I mean, we are going to the Blitz and there is a lot of stuff being said about, um, you know, 40 scouts coming in. 
I, I do think uh, some of our guys are are going to get a little bit of um, you know a little bit of like uh, recognition you know after after this blitz. Talk to us a little about the blitz then, um, JJ. So obviously you guys are off on the weekend. I think your first game Sunday. I think you said, or was it Monday? Monday. Monday, Monday yeah. Monday. What do you sort of go in as a coach into these preseason tournaments? Because you obviously don't want to show your hand and everything like that, but you want to try and get minutes for people. What's sort of the, the plan for you guys going over to, to Gold Coast for that tournament? Yeah, I mean, we don't really overthink it that way. You know, obviously, um, it's what, what what the team needs. So you know, even we showing our hand, if we need to do something, you know, if it's Man, you know, boxing one or a triangle and two, we've got to do it to get better. We're going to do because nothing beats playing in a game. Um, and it's the same thing is we don't, like right now is we need to see guys in NBL, in NBL situations. We've seen them for practice and we're happy with everyone. But I mean, the reality of it is some guys sink and swim in this situation. And, you know, we're just, you know, we're, we're just going to, so what's good for the team right now is that we have a look at everyone. You know, now, um, but at the end of the day, anytime you step on the floor, it's about winning. Now, you might, winning might be seen in a different way. You know, in an NBL game, you might only play seven guys. And in an NBL Blitz game, you might play 10 guys. In an NBL game, you might, you know, zone the whole game. It, you know, and it might, but at the end of the day, is there's still a scoreboard, there's still time going, there's still referees, and there's still fans. So, I mean, what we need to do is make sure we play our brand first and the way we want to play, and then the results will look after itself. Like what everyone keeps telling me, we've got a deep roster. Well, if we do have that and we play everyone and we play our brand, then the results should seem the same. Nice. And I know we're really looking forward to watching it as well, Woods. I think all the games are on KO freebies there. So we always like to watch it to get our little um, sort of, you know, fantasy spotting as well. These guys we want to put on our fantasy team, see how they're holding up there. So, yeah, encourage everyone to try and watch some of those games. And if you're in the area, um, in the Gold Coast, get out and watch them. Yeah, hey, one guy I'm really looking forward to watching, Robbie and, and JJ, is, is, is Justin Robinson. And it showed what high character of an individual he was last season when uh, he went down with that injury early and he chose to stay around rehab with the team in Illawarra. He was the first guy off the bench. You know, you'd hear him on interviews on the sideline, supporting the team, even through tough times, right? Um, it must be really pleasing. It's a heartwarming story to actually have him come back to this team uh, second year around, and, and, and he's got some unfinished business. So how's he coming along? Yeah, he's good. He's got a little leg issue right now. So, um, you know, but, I mean, nothing to be worried about. Maybe more of uh, my issue than his issue. Um, you know, obviously, what we went through last year, I've got a bit, bit of PTSD going on yeah, where that. I won't let him do anything. But, um, you know, he, uh, you know, but, I mean, look, like, um, it, whatever happens this year and whatever happened last year, and, again, it's like I say about the guys, um, you know, and, if you know, if, I feel that we're going to be successful this year. I have a belief in this team, and I, I love these guys. Is he's just one of many that that I have that I'm. It's just so comfortable to be there on the day to day. Everyone's different in their own way, and I drive them crazy, and they drive me crazy. But I mean, is yes, you know, and that's part of what we're trying to do here. Is that I mean, first of all, our owner, because a lot of owners would just want to. I mean, because obviously that's an extra unit, an extra car, you know I mean? That way is, you know, our owner, um, you know, showed so much belief in Justin and wanted Justin around and thought it was important to the team. You know, and a lot of times these business decisions, you know, uh, uh, decisions are made around money and he felt it was more important. And then Justin, to be away from his family and want to rehab and do the right thing and be around the guys, you know, of course is 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 um is really important and shows a lot both ways of what this club is trying to do down here you know what i mean a lot of times i hear about it you know um you know low budget um you know country town this and that whatever we got good ownership we got we got a good place we we live in a great area you know what i mean like when it's all and i mean i speak to gorge right now is and he he would live here if he could you know what i mean that way but um you know and and um, and we have we have great we have great ownership we have great ownership that, that supports me. Obviously, we won three games last year. He let me do my contract over again. You know, it doesn't come any better than that. And when you have such stability up the top that way, and uh, such, such a guy that will back you even in a situation where it's easy to just you know start all over again, 
it, it seeps down. And that's why Justin wants to be here. That's why Gary wants to be here. And that's why we've been able to recruit, you know, great young Australian talent and also, and also some veterans. Yeah, I think that what you mentioned from the top down to yourself, to a guy like Justin, there's a great culture being built at the club. And that's the foundations for success. So really hope to see that play out over the coming season, Coach. Appreciate that. Good stuff. Well, Woods, I know you wanted to ask um, Jacob about HJ there, but I wanted to ask Jacob a little bit about uh, Samson Froling. Um, <laughs> we'd love to yep. call him Samson on the show here. Um, how yeah. did you see his development last season? Um, I, I thought he came along really well there. There's sort of talk that he's working on that outside shot a little bit more, but um, what can we uh, expect from big Samson this year? You, you can expect from Sam to, you know, take the bull by his horns in regard to, you know, him being a focal, uh, you know, Aussie piece. You know what I mean? And, and, and we speak about it all the time. Um, again, it's like you talk about Tyler. Um, you know, it's great to come to work and see Sam every day. You know what I mean? And um, so obviously, you know, like the struggles and the things that he's the, – the, the struggles, and not, not it's a struggle, but the things that he's got to deal with right now is that the eyes are on him right now, not as a young, you know, improving young guy. As now is, there'll be a responsibility that started. Um, you know, he was one of the guys he called, he called me when um, Mike went down and asked if we were getting another American. And, I mean, obviously ownership had their views – which were, you know, were to back to back me and, and back our young young thing. And then I asked some obviously pretty you know, some some of my mentors I asked that. And then Sam called and asked if if, you know, we'd go all Aussie. You know what I mean? Like and, and just, you know, give it a crack. And um, and that was the tipping point for me. But on the way back the conversation was is well you miss a layup in Adelaide for the it's gonna be on you. You know what I mean? Is, are you ready for that? And I think that that was a major reason why we did what we did last year. Not so much so Daniel Greta could get minutes or Davo could get some experience or Lockie or whoever it was. It's also to – so now is you go – now if there's someone to blame for what, or whatever, however you say it, blame or someone to really criticise is it, – it shifts to that is – and that's a great learning experience for him. And I thought – I thought he did a great job of it. I thought he handled the media well. I thought um, I thought he handled the criticism well and the pray and the praise well. When we didn't really want to hear that praise about you know oh you know you guys fought hard you know what I mean. But he handled it well. It was classy. And now it's time to come into this thing and take it to a step level. Is make big plays that are help us going to win and and mold himself after after whatever is is into you know our marquee Australian. And, um, you know, with, with that is, is, I mean, that's going to be, and that's what I say to you is guys are going to have to take massive steps. That's a massive step on him. And, you know, like I said, is, uh, I mean, um, I'm happy to be on that ride with him. You know what I mean? And I'm happy to go with the successes and also with the failures. You know what I mean? Because these guys, these guys are the kind of people I want to be around. Sure. Now, I actually did, well, we both heard you on uh, Aussie Hoopla with Dan Boyce. Really great show. Enjoyed that a lot. I know you did speak about uh, Hung Jung earlier or Lee or HJ, as you affectionately call him. And um, you mentioned that he grew up learning the game a little bit in our system, you know, with, at the Center of Excellence at the NBA Global Academy. Um, and he's got those pre-existing friendships. Tell us a little bit more about that. You said that him and Wani are really close um, how is that going to really assist him this year? Because he's familiar with the, the culture, with the people, the system um, to grow. Also, Hung Jung's coming to dinner tonight. So if he doesn't bring his wallet, there's going to be issues as well. I just thought I'd let you know that. Sounds like a good dinner coming up. So the boys, yeah, the, hom I mean, the homies, the homies, man. Why yeah, and, and I, I, mean, I mean, I'm just letting everyone, I'm putting that out there in, in, the, in the world. But, um, but no, I mean... Um, HJ Hong Jung is is someone that we were looking at for a, a long period of time. Um, you know, we do it a different way down here in recruiting. We like to see what we can do in regard to salary cap um, uh, relief. Not so much spend, but just we try to make sure we stay within the the salary cap rules. You know, um, 
that way and and having someone from from an asian country is a massive get for us then on top of it i mean you see a lot of times is and and and, and they're fair players zuchi's a, a good basketball player and he's a very good chinese basketball player i was in the cba for years and he was dominant um you know big lu um played for brian this year and he had a good he had a good really good season for him you know what i mean hs one being in that australian system and and just under is just fitting into the nba and fitting into the style of play a little bit easier for it then on top of it it's not just wani it's sam it's greta it's bawali um it, they've all been there with him um at the institute and they all grew they all grew up together which is a massive um you know as coaches you 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 form bonds with with friends and usually you hire your friends they're still coaches but you become friends as well you know what i mean having a group like i said to you like being able to nurture you know where you you're in an environment where we we i don't know if they're best friends right or anything but there's there's a, a childhood growth you know with a lot of these guys um that way is it it doesn't happen it doesn't happen you know it, you know it doesn't happen a lot and we've got like we've got a bunch of them so um we're going to use that to an advantage that way and i mean everyone that i've been able to recruit here has um has had some link to Robbie McKinley at the institute and he's a really good friend of mine so i mean is i don't know if he's comfortable because we yell at him the same or do anything like that okay. but you know it's a you know i'm i'm also great my links i have with people help me get you know and likeness and and you know that way helps me get to recruit these these really good players which i'm really happy about well there's a very international flavor to this team got the three imports you got hj and you got the next star as well aj johnson right what are we going to uh, expect from this kid this year you know what, what kind of growth are we going to see um how's his nose as well by the way <laughs> rocking a mask i believe isn't he <laughs> yeah he's getting used to the mask right now it's a tough mm-hmm. one i mean anyone that really knows basketball knows that when you put that thing on your face it's not it's not a, your vision's impaired your 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 breathing's impaired um you know and he's he's coming to an environment where um he came in knowing this that it was going to be difficult so he could he could grow as a player he didn't yep. feel like that anywhere in the states offered him not that it's bad ball or anyone that does that is bad but he felt that this was the right opportunity for him and uh he did he came early he made a commitment to come early um in here and uh you know he's taken a massive hit hit you know mi- missing missing a lot of practice now on top of it going to an environment but I, you know where he's put this mask on and it's it's not it's not easy you know what i mean but um one thing about it or well, a couple of things about him is um you know it, it's been hard you know for him but he has never quit um he's easy to coach um you know he's um you know he's he's lovely to have around and you can see uh you can see what they see in him you know what i mean but now with everything with UC is, is consistency um but you know I'm backing him to to um I'm backing him um by the end of this thing to it, it be a big wow factor you know what I mean and um I think I think there's some mountains to climb but um I have no doubt in my mind that he can get that done you know what I mean um I've uh, you know in regard to talent and skill um you know he's he's right there with the best best I've seen. Has he had family come out here with him as well to to make the journey a little bit easier? Or? Uh he's got a gr- a great bunch of guys around him. Mm. Um you know that way. Uh, um so uh you know he's uh you know it's just all new. <laughs> it's all new for all of them uh, even driving on one side of the road the food this and that whatever but you know once once and he's once he once he, he's starting to get comfortable you know that's a big part of this thing is and um you know um he he's i think he's going to flourish um uh, but i mean i wouldn't say that willy-nilly um it's just from what i've seen the small sample size i've seen is you know prepared to play with a mask can't breathe keep fighting through it um you know got bashed around at practice at the beginning you know this and that never walked off you know now i'm not saying anything's perfect but the inside of it there's a lot of good in there and with his talent and then us being able to get get that all out in one and consistent is just it, it's just going to be really fun to watch and 
you know, really fun to be around and have something to being able to have something to do with it. Oh, looking forward to see that. And JJ, I've got to ask you, Tim Conrad, right? Feels like we see this guy coming out of retirement every year. Any chance we're going to see him out on the court again this year, or is he definitely retired this time? He's definitely retired. Definitely retired this time. Right. Yeah, I mean, and that's him making it clear to me. So I'm not. Yeah. Let's get this clear: is it's not me making that call. It's him. You know, Timmy was, you know, someone that I mean, he should have been signed all three years, but came in all three years. And um, you know, just had a had a ha, you know just had a great career with the club, um, but um, you know um, the, the much he cares for the club and everything like that, and his selflessness that way is you know he's decided to retire. Where I mean, he probably could have done a little bit more, but you know he's just he's decided right now that you know it, enough's enough. Um, I know he sometimes walks into practice, and you know. Uh, Back in, you know, maybe a year ago, you would have gone, oh, I'll just train. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he's he's walking in and now um, he's a great person to have on the sideline and ask him questions of what he thinks. Nice. We talked about the rafters, right, and who's hanging up there. Uh, I think it would be fitting that the next jersey to be hanging up there would be his, right? Yeah, I mean, as a player, yes. I'll say one thing, and I don't think anyone in the Illawarra is going to disagree with me. We have our team man- team manager slash taping guy phil driscoll who's been at the club for pretty much all i'm trying to figure out i'm finding out if he's been there for all the years but he's been there a long he's been there a long freaking time so um oh timmy timmy should get up there and that that will happen with um with due time because of the career he had but someone from the from someone in the background and someone that's been around the sport for a long time I mean, I don't want to disrespect Timmy in any way, is but um, Phil's name should be hanging up there, and um, I'm going to make it known um, as the year goes on that someone's going to have to do something about that because he is a massive piece of this ball of this ball club, and uh, he isn't as re- as m- around as much as we want him to be right now, is but when he is, it puts a fucking smile on my face, and you know I'm going to do what I do. I got a big enough mouth to make sure that someone hears that shit, and it just started today. Awesome, awesome, well, and we're all for that. I oh, really appreciate it. We didn't go too too hard on you there, did we? I did have yeah. one quick question I wanted to ask. Actually, I saw um, Josh Giddy came out today, and they said if you were um, commissioner of the NBL for one day, what would three rule changes going to be? So I'm going to put you on the spot. So the three rule changes Josh Giddy said: no zone defense, ex- uh, bring the game back to 48 minutes, and six personal fouls. Can you get on board with any of those? You don't have to sort of go through all three, but what, um, any of those that sort of stand out to you if you're a commissioner for a day, perhaps? I'm into 48 minutes. Mm. I'm yeah, into six fouls. I'm into six fouls. I think it's I think it's something that needs to happen. So I'm all about Josh on those two. <laughs> um, the zone, the zone. I think he. I think it just wants the lane a little bit open, so we <laughs> sure. can um, that way. But um, you know, in regard to what we just saw with the World Cup um, and some of the rules and some of the things, obviously the NBA is one of the best brands we ever, we watch. And for 82 games, their rules and and obviously the playoffs, um, the rules suit an 82 game season in regard to, you know, um, a little bit less physical, a little bit more scoring, you know, a little bit easier on the bodies that way. Um, But, you know the the World Cup. Unless if you're not playing 82 games, I'm into um, you know I'm into split the you know no defensive three seconds. You know because mm. that was that was just a good basketball and it's it's a great it's a great sport. It's the NBA is a great a great spectacle and a, a great game to watch and they do a great job to that you're able to watch all 82 games and playoffs and. I mean, and, and Josh is one of my fun. I mean, I was able to coach him a little bit at the Oceanas, and he's one of my favorite human beings of all time in the small period of time as, as a player coach. You know, he just, he's just heaps of fun. And I'm sure, and it seems like he hasn't changed. Um, <laughs> but that FIBA thing, having a leveler where America has to bring their best team, you know I mean, they have to. It, it, the rules have forced them to bring their studs. Why, why wouldn't you want that? You know what I mean? And that's the same thing here is. But, you know, so I, I just think it's – I think we need both. We need maybe some games where 
we play with no zone. Some games we do it, but you know, I'm into 48 minutes and six fouls for sure because your best players are playing more. No, and you know, I'm, I'm a basketball historian. I've told you this before, Robbie. Watching <laughs> yeah, the NBA sure for have. all these years, all the great records that were set before, you know, with, with the likes of Andrew Gaze's scoring records and, you know, Darnell Mead with his steals records and things like that, right? People are not going to be able to beat those records in 40 minutes, right? I know the 40-minute game has been on for, what, 10, 15 years now, but it would be nice, right, if we could go back to 48 and see some of those records broken, so... Yeah. You could probably yeah, do a whole show on that, I reckon, Woods. I know you're very yeah, passionate yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the 48... I, we coach 48 minutes in China. It's really fun. Yeah. It's, nice. it's, re, it's really fun to coach. And also, five and seven game series are really fun as well. So bring them in as well. Mm, yeah, if I was to do one thing, I'd, get re, I'd keep the zone in and get seven game series because they're unbelievably fun and fun to watch. You definitely get on board for that. Well, look, Jake, you've been really generous with your time. I know you've got a dinner to get to soon with hopefully the players shouting a nice seafood dinner or something like that. But I just wanted to talk a little bit uh, before we do finish up just about the FIBA World Cup. Obviously, we've just seen that finish last week. And I'll, I'll throw it to both of you guys there. So, um, look, Germany beating Serbia to win the gold medal and Canada knocking off the US in a thriller to win bronze. So I thought they were pretty exciting games there. What did you guys think of Germany's great World Cup finishing 8-0? Tell us a little bit about, you know, what players from either of those sides um, impress you there. So maybe we'll start with you, Woods. What were your, your thoughts on that? Well, as Coach said, it's, 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 the game is, is evened out, you know, at, at, with FIBA rules and everything. Uh, you know, U.S. have to bring their best squad or they, they're going to struggle. Um, and so I really enjoyed the, the World Cup. And, and in Germany, the, the, the one silver lining is we should have really beaten Germany and they went on to win the gold medal, right? So um, if you speak about players that the, the jersey you're wearing right now, Dennis Schroeder, MVP of the, of the whole tournament. Hey, Woods, you've got to call him Schroeder, bro. Schroeder. Schroeder. Okay, DS17. My bad. Yeah. My bad. Um, Bogdanovich, Bogey, right? You know, two, two Atlanta Hawks alumni doing really well there. Yeah. Um, really stood out for me. Um, yeah. JJ? I mean... The first thing is, like, let's talk about Australia. We we came off a bronze medal, and we brought, um, you know, we we blooded, we we had so much youth and so much talent, and um, you know, um, um, you know, Patty and Joe, what they're built, what they're building, and now, you know, stepping into, and I don't think it's time yet by no means, but the legacy they're leaving, eventually, you know, and then handing it over to guys like Josh Giddy, Josh Green. Um, Jock Londale, Duop, you know what I mean? That Duop, those kind of guys, you know, I mean, and then there's a, we've got Xavier, Jack White. Let, I mean, I go through them all. Matisse, um, you know, uh, that way is Dyson Daniels. I don't want to. Dante. <laughs> Dante, just in case I need yeah. to recruit one of them at some stage, I'm not <laughs> anyone because I think it's great. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's just unbelievable that, you know, guys like that, will because it was a long time think about they went to camp um august um one i think you know what i mean or august te- around that time and they just they just finished you know maybe a couple of weeks ago or if they wanted to win the whole thing they would have finished a week ago you know what i mean mm-hmm. so the commitment they make um to their country and and everyone gets something for something but it's 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 not as much as you get playing the sport in their other avenues, if you know what I mean. So the commitment they make to just playing for their country, you know what I mean, um, and the service that they do to us, the the vision we're able to get and the support, and then for people like me who work in the sport locally, you know what I mean, is is unbelievable. And there's got to be a gratefulness to that, not, not just because they didn't do the way we thought they should have done a, a, a bagging, you know what I mean, is because at any stage in this thing is is we just won a bronze medal that thing's hard to do mm. and at the end of the day is the america team and if they brought their c team whatever anyone they didn't win a bronze medal so what we achieved at the olympics was unbelievable now we had some injury we might have had some luck which we did schroeder didn't play at the olympics you know what i mean maybe that's a that's a that maybe that would have tipped it over and that's what tipped it over now is I thought we were good enough to beat them. I thought the game plan was great. I thought everything about it was great. They just won. If the game went for an extra two minutes, we could have won. That's mm. that's just basketball. And yep. then Slovenia, we're playing one of the best players in the world. And don't remember, we we denied one of the best players in the world a bronze medal. 
So I don't care who you are. If, if I'm Luka Dantich and I got to walk around during an NBA season with an Australian jersey on my, I'm not losing the next one. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, so, so that way is, and we were able to now see Josh in, you know, Josh Green played a lot more. Giddy played a lot more. You know, Dyson was able to get, be there. You know what I mean? That way is, well, Xavier, see what Xavier does on the international thing is, you know, it's just so exciting um, for Paris. Then you go and you look at Germany, who just won it. So this is how I look at it. Germany were pretty good at the Olympics. You know what I mean? They had just come out of a qualifier. I think they'd beaten either Serbia and Serbia or Croatia and Croatia. I think it was Croatia. I was doing the scouting, so I should know. But, you know, this and that, whatever. And then they came into the Olympics on fire. You know what I mean? And they bombed out. So, I'm, you know, they probably needed that Olympics to get to where they are. I look at what they did at the Olympics, there is, and what happened to us just now. And I'm saying right now, we're pretty going to be pretty damn good in Paris. You know what I mean? Because of the disappointment that we're had right now. Because I don't want to, if I was playing against Josh, K- I don't want to, I don't want to play against a Josh Giddy with a chip on his shoulder now that doesn't want to lose. I don't want to play against Xavier Cooks. I don't want to play against Duop. I don't want to play against Patty and Joe, who every time they represent their country, it must be special as special as it goes on. You know what I mean? That way is. So I go the other way with it. I look at Germany, bombed out of the Olympics, whatever you want to call it, didn't do what they thought, came back two years later and won a gold medal. I reckon Australia is right in that box again. And, and, and I think it's going to be special. And with the, peop- with the people in it and the, and the co- I mean, you know, the coach, I love him more than anyone else in the world, um, you know, that way. But, but there's no question in my mind that they are prime for what Germany has done. You know what I mean? Um, that way. What's exciting for me, you mentioned obviously Australia will come in with that chip on their shoulder in, in Paris. There's so many teams that are going to be the same, right? You know, Spain, Slovenia, France, you know, France were really disappointing there. The USA, absolutely, they're talking about reloading. So it's great that we've only got, I think, what is it, eight or nine months now until this Paris Olympics. So not a whole lot of time in between these two tournaments there. And yeah, really excited about that. Well, one guy that we saw playing um, for the Boomers and, and someone that, yeah, Woods and I are big fans of it. I'm sure you are as well there, Jacob, is um, Duop Reith there. So we saw the news this week. He signed a deal with the Portland Trailblazers. Um, what, did, what did you think about that big news? What a dude. He was down here a week ago. Um, I was able to spend some time at Summer League with him. Um, we speak um, We speak a lot. I'm just, uh, I mean, if there's any, I mean, there's no one more deserving than anyone else in the world, but... Um, you know, I'm really happy. I'm really happy for him. Um, you know, uh, you know, um, Portland's great. The Nike employee store is great. Um, you know, um, uh, everything about Port- Oregon, it's, it's just a great place. Um, you know, and he's an NBA player and, uh, he's done it a different way, um, through the right of, uh, you know, um, Europe to Australia, to China, without with whilst playing that Olympics, um, and you know um, it's just it's just a great story, and it's just another it's just another thing that we another guy that's going to come conf, conf, that, that always wants to play for Australia whenever he can, and you know he'll be bigger and better, and also being in a situation where he was disappointed whilst having NBA experience, so. I mean, I'm, I'm just totally happy for him. You know, um, hopefully one day we can link up again um, that way. But if we, if we don't, uh, I mean, you know, hopefully he's done with the NBA, won the champ, have a successful one. I'm an old man and he's, <laughs> he's on the verge of retirement. But, um, you know, um, you know I'm, I, I, it's just another guy that we, we know in the league that we can enjoy. Hey, Woods, is that going to be our next jer- jersey purchase, do you think? A do a oh. breathe jersey? Definitely, definitely. And I, I think he's also really happy to see that he's going to be linking up with his good friend Matisse Teibel over there in Portland. That's going to really help him as well. You know, Feels like there's a few tandems now in some of these yeah. teams, isn't there? There's a few yeah. teams that have got two Aussies now, which is going to be even more exciting when you know the season starts. I think we're about 40 days away from the NBA starting. Obviously, the NBL's... Yeah. Um, what are we, the NBL now? We're two weeks, I think. Two weeks today, I think it is, um, until the season starts. So, no, really looking forward to that. Well, 
Yeah, um, JJ, I just really wanted to thank you again, mate. Um, as I said before, you have been really generous with your time. I can see it's starting to get dark there behind you now, and that means yeah, that dinner's about, about to start, that. right? No, nah, it's totally fine. So, um, well, look, just um, sort of take it to the outro now. So just wanted to thank everyone for tuning in. Um, please make sure you do subscribe um, and, and like us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, we can be followed on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, um, at Throwbacks Hoops. Um, we're on Instagram, throwback.hoops. Um, email address, if you've got any suggestions for jerseys, guests, anything else like that, we're throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, Woods, you got any shout-outs there? No, thanks to everyone who pledges their support to us through, through Patreon and whatnot. And, uh, you know, this, this show's been going on for three years, 80, 86 episodes, so I uh, can't, can't uh, thank everyone more for getting behind us yeah. and we've got one more team preview to go we've got um your team woods the sydney kings next week so special guest matt McQuaid coming on for that i think it might be his third appearance on the show as well so we're getting a few it repeating is. guests yeah, yeah. um now jj i always like to give woody the last word i'm going to throw to you today so any last word anything you want you want to want to say or anything like that uh, when does it become a time where i come on this show and you guys turn your way and you start supporting the hawkies well, they're, they're our second team, you know that. And actually, I think we did talk last How many year. Times? We, we did talk about coming to a game last year. This year, we're definitely going to do it. So if you can hook us up some prime seats, you know, behind the bench or something like that, I'll, I won't will i put that Melbourne Thomas jersey because it might be showing my, my belly there, but I'll I'll go and buy a new jersey. I, I like that Samson Froling. I might get one of his jerseys and rock that. And we'll come on and sit behind you and cheer like they actually are our team. What do you reckon? We'll do that this year? Yeah, look, look, I mean, you can't help but wish them nothing but success this year, right? You know, it's... it's it was a tough year last year. A lot of work has gone into building, as I said, that culture. Mm. Great people, great organization. I want to see them do well. JJ? No, it's Woody. You just take that Cairns Taipans jersey off. That's all I want to know. You got <laughs> it, man. You got it. You got it. You got it. No, all right, sorry. guys. Well, really we appreciate it. you got prime seats. All right. Looking forward to it. We'll hold you to that one. Enjoy Thanks your dinner so tonight, much, mate. JJ. All right. See ya. Peace out, guys. Thank you.